Rose, and I lose pencils like it's my job. And I'm Alexandra, and I write really great essays in the hours of 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. And we have a very special guest with us today. Hi, I'm Joe, and I almost didn't graduate on time because I missed a deadline. <laughs> and this is, what was I saying? Living with ADHD. This is episode five, going to school with ADHD. Yes, and like we've already, he's been already introduced. Uh, this is Joe, and this is the first time we have a guest on, so we're really ooh, excited ooh. Very about exciting. it. My first yeah. podcast. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. This is awesome, and like it's also really fun for us because yeah. we've never done this with anyone else but ourselves. So this is really yeah. cool. And the void, right? Just and the you void. two in the void. But I, I don't feel like void. it's the void. I feel like I'm still talking to someone because I'm still. We, we have viewers. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to offend you guys. No, you're viewers, you are not a listeners. void. You mean so much more to be than the void. <laughs> it is an interesting way of looking at it, though, because we're literally not talking to anyone. Like when we're just doing it ourselves. Yeah. So it's really weird. Well, yeah. we're talking to and each other. And now you're talking to me. Yeah. 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 So we okay. have something. So speaking of you, me. who are you? Uh, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the part where you introduce yourself. So basically, um, just tell everybody what your uh, relationship with ADHD is yeah. and a little bit about yourself as well. <laughs> sure. So like Humans, fine. I said, my name is Joe. <laughs> um, I'm actually currently not diagnosed with ADHD, but since coming to graduate school, it was brought to my attention by a few of my professors and advisors that maybe it might be something I should look into um, given my study habits. And so I'm just as of Tuesday had my testing. Woo! Yay. Wow, yeah, cool. yeah, very exciting. But other than that, I like I said, I'm in graduate school for speech language pathology at the University of Maryland. And I just have a wide range of interests. I like music and biking and I live in Washington, D.C. and awesome. life is great. <laughs> um, cool. And aside from the fact that Joe is a burgeoning speech pathologist, Alexandra and I are not medical professionals. Not at all. So if you are here for official professional medical advice, turn your head elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, because obviously we would love for you guys to listen if you're looking for help, uh, but please don't take it as therapy because this is really just us talking about support our experiences. Support not... You want what? Support not therapy. I don't know. No, support <laughs> yeah, therapy. Yeah. Just we're not therapists in the slightest. I'm almost a therapist, but not quite. Give me like a year. <laughs> it's we'll be good. Really cool, in so. one year, you may call Joe with all your ADHD problems. Speech language pathology related. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because I'm curious because I didn't ask you earlier, but what does that entail? Like what is like what would your job job be like when you get your degree and everything? Yeah. So speech language pathologists work with people with communication disorders. So they work with um, anything from, you know, kids in school. Maybe you had a friend in school who couldn't say his R's or had an articulation disorder, kids oh, with autism, okay. all the way up to folks who've had traumatic brain injuries and strokes and need to learn how to talk again. I currently work at Johns Hopkins uh, Hospital with voice patients. So it's a really, really wide scope of practice. And we see a lot of kids in schools with ADHD and various attention disorders. So it's uh, close to my heart. Okay. No, I, I actually... I, th I get that because I had a friend when I was younger who had uh, a hard time. She didn't have a lisp, a lisp, <laughs> but but she did have sometimes hard like with the ths and words. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think she was ever told like you have a lisp. But now I now I understand where she went to get that corrected, if, yeah. if you will. That's you, cool. Quote unquote, go to speech. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, no. So like we uh, we would like to start off just with some research that we've done about going to school with ADHD and kind of what it's like to be in the education system with yeah. ADHD, whether it be 
college or elementary high school, school or elementary school. Yeah, but yeah, mostly right. we're probably going to be talking about college today since yeah. uh, Joe has a unique perspective, which is that he's now in grad school. Yeah, um, yeah, so we'll probably most be talking about college. But here is a quote from an article from the Journal of Pediatric Psychology. The article is called Academic and Educational Outcomes of Children with ADHD. It has several authors. Um, all of them are doctors. And I will put the link in the place where the links is posted. The description box? The description box, yeah. Yes, that is what it's called. <laughs> okay, so here's a quote. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is associated with poor grades, poor reading, and math standardized test scores, and increased grade retention. ADHD is also associated with increased use of school-based services, increased rates of detention and expulsion, and ultimately with relatively low rates of high school graduation and post-secondary education. Children in community samples who show symptoms of inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity with or without formal diagnoses of ADHD also show poor academic and educational outcome. Wow. What Explained a scathing, a yeah, <laughs> a scathing uh, observation. So I think essentially what we can take away from that is perhaps not looking at that as all people with ADHD have bad grades or trouble reading or things like that, yeah. but mm-hmm. that a lot of times even if those things aren't true for them, there are going to be school-based challenges. Certainly. Yeah, that you certainly. resonates with, with me ADHD. a lot, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times folks with what might be considered like high-functioning ADHD or like ADHD that doesn't show up in the academic setting often get left behind, right? Because, uh, Rose, you said you got diagnosed later in life, right? In your high school yeah, years? Yeah, in high school. Mm-hmm. And essentially, I always worked super, super hard and had to try three times as hard as everybody around me to do things that should be really easy. And it ended up just having a really big effect on my self-esteem more than actually showing up in a super negative way in my numbers and my grades it more just was emotionally traumatizing that's also not something that's talked about a lot with like the self-esteem like your self-esteem is lowered when you have adhd i'm not saying everyone has that experience but like for us it makes at least for me it makes me feel like i'm incompetent and i have to constantly remind myself my brain just works differently but it's really hard because you just feel stupid yeah absolutely i think that's part of what made me want to go get the testing and like finally put a name to this problem that I've haven't been having basically my whole life is that I'd internalized a lot of the shame about like not being able to start things on time or not like being able to focus in class and like things like that that I just thought were like oh I'm just like a lazy person or like exactly yeah, yeah but at the end of the day I got lazy a lot like why aren't you yeah. trying harder exactly exactly you have no idea you don't know how hard I've been trying yet so yeah and if I just may go off on that for a second I also did my own research because we always do our own research before we start an episode yeah we educated and I found an article called Journal of Attention Disorders. And I looked at this specific uh, journal, this entry is cited by a bunch of other people. I'm sorry, has used sites from a bunch of other people because they did a research study. There's a bunch of different studies that they use. Oh, is it like a meta-analysis like of a bunch of different studies and synthesizing the information? Yeah, and then they just came up with this little blurb to kind of explain what they did. So what they did was they took a couple, not a couple thousand, a little bit less than 2,000 people that are going into their first semester in college. It, it, it was private and public college. And they found that people that had ADHD, and I'm actually going to read the quote, so I'm not getting anything wrong, but compared with 200 randomly selected control students, 68 students with ADHD reported more academic concerns and depressive symptoms. 
that is something that is, I think is just really important just at least point out because I know like for me when I went to college like I don't have depression I'm not diagnosed with depression you can have off days obviously everyone can and I would have these days where I was behind on things and I would just literally was not able to do anything because I just felt really bad about myself yeah I mean that's kind of what we were saying about the emotional impact right that feeling of incompetence I just say I often find myself saying I have chronic low self-esteem because of my ADHD I feel constantly like I am on the brink of failing same um and it's it's hard um and I think that that is related to those depressive it's just it's really really important to like point out that like self-esteem is not a one mental illness exclusive symptom yeah it can be for anything yeah nobody or I don't think, at least most people that I know that struggle with learning disabilities or mental illness, they're not uh, actively deciding to feel that way, right? No. So, and and you know, a lot of times I think people rationally understand that there's something off. And so it can be really hard feeling like you know that there's something not right, but you're not able to fix it. Yeah, yeah. It really that affects is the your, eternal struggle. Absolutely. Like it affects your sense of like self-efficacy. Like, can I do this? Like, do I know that I have the ability to do this? Like people telling you basically your whole life that the only reason why you're not succeeding as much as you sh- know you can or you think people think you can is because it's it's your fault. Like you're the reason. You just have to try harder. You just have to try harder. Oh God. Yeah. And for me, a lot of times it's like, wow, can I do these things without help? Yeah. Because I got help a lot in school from my parents or from the school. And like, obviously I'm entitled to those things because I got the the IEP. But at the same time, it really does. It, that also lowers your self-esteem because it's like, can I not do anything by myself? Yeah. It's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. The um, like supports you that you it, get. But yeah. You need it, but then you're like oh, I guess this is something I'm going to have to rely on the rest of my life. And then like a good child psychologist or school psychologist or a good speech pathologist would be doing things to not only help you, but also help you help yourself. Yeah. Right. And maybe that doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I know when I got my diagnosis, I didn't want to use my accommodations. Oh, yeah. At all. I, I mean, in college, I didn't. Mm-hmm. hardly once or twice I would go to the testing center in college um, and in high school the reason that I used them at all was because I had to I yeah I if could you have not the IEP they kind of make you no it wasn't that it was that I could not succeed without them oh, um, yeah, and and that sucked yeah quite but it frankly. shouldn't suck right it's just yeah, kind of the stigma yeah exactly it's just the idea is like equity right like putting you on the same playing field as everybody else by giving you those supports but it feels like i guess like a crutch maybe yeah but yeah just to kind of get off of that because we went a little bit off track a little bit but we're just gonna i think we're just gonna kind of start um asking maybe you some question if that's okay sure um so yeah so the <laughs> first one is pretty obvious what are some of the challenges you face doing assignments and like getting things done? Generally in school. I mean, specifically in grad school or just... Um, either one. I mean, because I know for me, most of my challenges, I started to notice them after I started to think I might have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Before that, I just thought, I don't know what I thought yeah, they were. I, I thought they the were worst. like, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, uh, just screw ups. I thought right. they were screw ups. And then after I found out I had ADHD, they I started realizing they were just challenges. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so in terms of school, in grad school, school in any time in your educational career what have been some of your general challenges 
Yeah. So I feel like my largest manifestation of symptoms I've experienced has been procrastination. Oh God. Has been just like waiting <laughs> until and not and okay. So I have a hard time using the word waiting because I think we were talking about this before how it's not an active thing necessarily. It's not like I'm like sitting there twiddling my thumbs waiting to start the essay at 3 a.m. You know what I mean? It's like an active block in my head that I can't get past to get the thing started. And so couple that with having to plan therapy sessions, right? For, you know, three or four people a week and then having your academic stuff and then having to worry about money at the same time, because I don't know if any of you dear listeners out there have been to graduate school, but it's very expensive. And um, like just the constant like combination of stressors, I feel like really exacerbated the procrastination for me. And that's when I just got paralyzed by the procrastination. It's almost a physical barrier sometimes, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's that feeling of you want to start, but you just can't. You physically can't get yourself up off the couch or like off out of your up out of your bed. Or tear yourself away from stranger things. Right. What? <laughs> right. And what do you think it is about like TV and like the phone that makes it? It's immediate satisfaction. That's, yeah. I've, yeah. I'm almost completely sold on the fact that one of the hardest things about ADHD is that if something doesn't have an immediate result, right? It <sighs> it's is really hard. It's so finish. you get bored. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so for an assignment that is going to take, take a while. A while. Yeah. yeah. For me, for TV, it's it's less of immediate reaction, immediate, excuse me, satisfaction and more of I can just turn off my brain for that hour. Yeah. And I don't have to have ADHD for an hour. Mm. I can just focus on this one thing. That's that's me because it's like a relief for me because I I've said it before I hate my brain and like people that I know hate hate when I say that but it like it does make sense that I would I would not I would have like a love hate relationship with how my head works yeah yeah because it's it's so much grief yeah but at the same time I know you guys like to talk about how ADHD can be like a gift but that that's later that's later yeah (laughs) you're getting off topic yeah (laughs) you're going like a big fan so so uh kind of going off of i guess distractions because i kind of considered television and computers and things like that to be a distraction at times Mm. unless it's oh you're supposed to be oh no it's definitely a distraction i'm not saying when are you ever really supposed to be watching tv Sometimes I'm supposed to be watching TV for research. Did you know that I can take my Netflix subscription out of my taxes because I'm an actor? Okay, never mind. What? What? Okay, so <laughs> That's so cool. Back to school, though. Okay, I'm going to ask you about <laughs> yeah, that later. We're back follow to up school on that later. because. <laughs> school. Yes, school. Yes. Um, yeah, so uh, another question um, that's also pretty obvious. But um, what are the, some, what, are, what is it like being in class with ADHD? Like yeah. Actual, a physical class. Um, so I have been like this basically since probably junior year of high school where I started noticing I, there's never been a class, no matter how interesting it is, that I have not fallen asleep in or like become completely distracted in. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not being engaged in like more than one way, I guess you could say, my mind wanders or my sleep deprivation catches up with me. Um, all those essays from 3 to 5 a.m., oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like a knee bones connected to the thigh bone situation where if I'm not... The leg com- bones connected to the knee bone. The leg bone is... There's lots of leg there's, bones. There's lots of leg bones. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's, okay. it's been a long time. I've been out of school for a year. Yeah. And I never took anatomy. Bye. Oh, well, there you go. But <laughs> yeah, so for cl- class for me is a struggle to not necessarily stay focused. It's more about staying awake 
for real oh. for real oh and staying focused is part of that for sure and so like i've taken to taking like handwritten notes that helps a lot rather than on the computer because their computer like you said seven windows are open automatically i don't know where they came from but they're the there the amount of really important conversations i've had on messenger during, during class. class absolutely I'm Me just ashamed too. Yeah, I'm just. I'm like, appalled don't at myself. Like <laughs> right, right. It's a really good thing they'll probably listen to this. Mm, yeah. yeah, no, they're gonna listen to it, but we're not in school anymore. So you guys made it out. It. We both we graduated. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned. We'll see if that happens for me. I think it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen. Ooh ooh, that reminds me of this one time that I was in class and. Oh wait, is this what I think it is? Is it tangent, tangent time? time? Yes, it is. <laughs> so my story is from high school. I was a little better in college because all of the classes I was taking were of my passion and my own choosing. So it was a lot easier. But when I was in high school, and this is not to say anything bad about the classes I took in high school, just some of them were less compelling to me personally as as who I was. So my story is um, I was in Spanish class and, you know, there's just something soothing about the Spanish language. And I just like, and also boring, like when you don't, I, it was never my language. It wasn't like the language I was destined to learn. I feel like everybody has a foreign language that is their Gee, language wish. that yeah. they are naturally inclined to. Yeah. And Spanish is not mine. Okay. I have not found mine yet. Know yourself. Yeah. So anyway, so I was in Spanish class and I was like, do, do, do. Do do do. Um, <laughs> as one says. As one says. In the Spanish language. Do do do. Do do do. Do do do. Do say do do do. I don't. That was bad Spanish. Don't ever Never try to listen to me and think that I'm speaking correct Spanish. Okay. So the story is, I was sitting in my chair and the teacher called on me, and then I realized that I was dreaming. And that I was what? in Spanish class dreaming Inception. that I was in, in Spanish, Spanish class. class. <gasps> That's, That's Inception. And then I woke up and she was calling on me. Oh. But it was wow. a different question than what I dreamed that she asked. Oh. oh. Did you get in Shoot. trouble? I mean, no. What was the reaction? The reaction was like, because oh. I was a good student. Ay, Dios mio. <laughs> Dios mio. Dios mio. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't think that was the reaction. I think the reaction was, ay, ay, ay. Like, but not, she didn't say that. Just like It wasn't like an Icaramba moment. No, no, no. It okay. was like, are you okay? <laughs> Cause, oh, right. Because you were in this like semi-conscious state, I'm yeah, guessing, right? Yeah. Um, I actually actually did fall asleep once in high school. I just remembered. And I flipped out because I always saw like the kids around me getting in trouble for falling asleep. And I was like, I'm really sorry. And, and, and like, that's the like, thing, It's okay. Yeah. Like, it's the worry. apology. It's, it's the apology. People think that you don't care a lot of times because you're not focused in mm-hmm. class that's, that's or like you're falling asleep or things like that and i think that that is one of the that's an adhd thing. but yeah. in school it's it's hard because it creates a lack of respect where there doesn't need to be one yeah it's and paying intense. attention is like the base skill of being a student right it's, and, and that's then when why. you have someone that is it's hard for them to pay attention it's like the core of them yes then you just run into issues i mean because if y'all have ever been up in front of a class uh, and you've seen people not paying attention it's not a good feeling right it's kind of sad that's another thing and i think rose and I, I we've talked about this a lot about how presentations are never pre-thought out it's always on the fly it's almost entirely and, even, and that even is though kind of a positive a lot. of adhd mm-hmm. though oh um, yeah being able to do things on the fly and oh it makes God, you yeah. more okay it's, it's more, is, oh does that take us to yeah it does just, it does it takes us to our third segment which is the benefits 
Oh, right. Yeah. The good things. Wow, Alexandra the always forgets about this oh my segment. God. You know, I do because it's hard for me to come up with like the good stuff of ADHD because of my experience. But that's actually a really good point. The impulsivity. That's a really good thing. Normally, the impulsivity of ADHD is a pain in the tuchus, but... <laughs> In, the took in school, the impulsivity can sometimes be a good thing as long as you're not yelling at your teachers or things like that. Right. Makes you a very compelling public speaker. It does. And also way. means that it helps with the procrastination thing because you can do things on the fly. Impulsivity yeah. can get you in trouble. Yeah, I definitely forget to raise my hand a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yeah. if that's an impulsive thing or just a forgetful thing. One of the positives I've, I've experienced or what was brought to my attention by one of my advisors in grad school was that who has added herself to me, who has added themselves to me as someone who is also a chronic procrastinator and they are the like one of the higher up people in this department. And so that gives me a lot of hope, right? Does it give you a lot of hope to meet procrastinators that have like a high authority in high positions? Procrastinators can be successful. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that person said to me that one of the superpowers of being a procrastinator is that you're very good at getting a lot done in a short amount of time. And so if you can just tell yourself that a week before something's due rather than, (laughs) then, and I have had some success with that where I like set a mental deadline for myself and say, no, this thing is actually like a Jedi mind trick myself into thinking that the thing, the thing is due a week earlier than it actually is. And then I get I've it done in like that. two, two hours because I'm, you're, you got really good at that, getting things done really fast. Yeah. And the hours of 3am and 5am. 3am and 5am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't stay up that late. <laughs> Cause Rose is this, a grandma. This is a true thing. That's a true, true <laughs> thing. Grandmas can have ADHD too. And grandmas can Do. be successful <laughs> and are successful. We uh we're gonna continue on a little bit here and uh for me when I went to school I had a lot of uh, accommodations but like was there support at your school like yeah so I mean through elementary and middle and high school like I said I had never had a diagnosis it was, ne- it was never really brought up because I was quote unquote high achieving which means I gifted bas- gifted and talented so to speak which just meant that I did all the things that the smart kids did but two hours before it was due and but at UMD actually it's great they have a whole ADHD specifically for ADHD support group and it's um, academic social like literally across the board any kind of thing any kind of place where ADHD manifests in your life you can go to the support group and they will have people that you can talk to about it it's really fantastic and that's actually how I ended up pursuing testing because one of my advisors said this might be something that you would be interested in and then I went down the list that was on their website it was like do you experience this that and the other thing and I was like all of that I do. I, that oh, all man, happens to me. I wish I had that. It's fantastic. And it's um, they, it's on a semesterly basis. I actually didn't end up pursuing it because I sent an email and they were full for that semester. There mm. was a, it's such a popular program. And then I never followed up on the email after that, which is, you know. Yeah. That sounds like something somebody with ADHD might. ADHD would do. Yeah. yeah. Listen, <laughs> the signs are all pointing towards a certain direction. There's just no formal formalization of it but anyway what about you rose i when i was in school there were all sorts of different accommodations i didn't always use them mostly because having them there made me not need them as much almost mm-hmm. that's a phenomenon uh, it's very I, interesting having the ability to go get extra time if i needed it meant that i didn't really do it that often for a couple of big tests i would go to we had a learning center at towson that i'd go to and then of course my teachers all knew which was helpful because if i had a big assignment that I couldn't finish because here's the thing with ADHD for me is that I could oftentimes get things done really really fast right but then sometimes I'd push my limits too far and I just wouldn't be able to get something done at all and that would and that meant that you know most teachers 
will say like if you're not going to get something done you need to let me know like a week before which I wouldn't know a week before whether or not I was going to get something done in time because I probably hadn't started it yet yeah or even thought about it or even knew what it entailed exactly (laughs) or even read the syllabus for that class right yeah (laughs) so so what my accommodations allowed me to do a lot of times was realize that I was struggling at the last minute and then utilize those resources Mm -hmm. in order to get a small extension or something like that. Yeah. I thought such an interesting phenomenon that's come up for me a few times, like knowing that there is some leeway there almost makes it easier to get started because, and I think it goes back to the self-efficacy part of ADHD, like thinking you can do it. It's like knowing that you don't have to meet this hard deadline or something like that is almost a relief. Because that idea of that deadline or that idea of that like is pressure. Is what makes you so overwhelmed. Exactly. And mm-hmm. keeps you from starting. And so it kind of breaks that cycle. That's yeah. very interesting. That's I like a, that. Yeah. At my school, we had, we didn't have, I wish we had a support group, but we didn't. We had uh, a disabilities office. So it was, there was two, two people that ran it. Mm-hmm. And I had um, a, a very, 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 very nice guy who was very helpful. He, we did, you didn't have to, but I took advantage of it. You you sign up with him and on a weekly basis throughout your college career, you go and he's like, hey, this is the things I have to do. Let's make a plan to do them. It was really, really helpful. That's so cool. Awesome. <laughs> it didn't It didn't always work out the way that perfectly because I mm-hmm. still procrastinated. And it's like, so what we did was he had like a whiteboard and it's like, these things are the things you have to do. And here's how many days and how the time of the day. So like at this time, you'll do this task. At this time, you go to this class and then after the class, you do this. Like So that we all had, he had it was really helpful if I had actually used it correctly. But ADHD is not usually that structured. It's really interesting kind of thinking about the resources that are available versus the resources that we use. Yeah, there's a difference there between like the resources. There's a pattern here between all three of us having these things available to us and not and always not using not them. always, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe part of it's the motivation aspect of Yeah, ADHD. and also possibly the stigma against it as Certainly. well. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling like, I, I mean, I know like for I me at least. I need it, but I have it. Exactly, yeah. oftentimes I felt, even growing up and being an adult in college, I had this feeling like if I'm not there for the test, people are going to know I'm in the disability center and they're going to think I'm not smart. Like what? That's the yeah. The rational yeah. thought ever, but here I was thinking that. And I think about kids who maybe have attention deficits in schools where they are, aren't as robust services available. You know what I mean? Like we knew about these things or, you know, we have access to these things, but a lot of people don't. And so it's like it's very important. It's really, really hard. Like yeah. I can't imagine not having the help I need, even though I had, even though it was like, I wish I didn't need it. But if mm-hmm. I didn't have it, I don't know if I would have been as successful in school as right. I was. goes back to that quote that you read at the beginning, Rose, about like ADHD being correlated with low graduation rates and low yeah. success, you know? Yeah, I bet if we read further into that article, there would be Some not a lot there. of services available to those exactly. kids and teenagers which is not their fault it's 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 you know you're doing them a disservice by not helping mm-hmm. kids when all they really need is just a little more time on a test that could all that could just be it yeah that's all they need but yep. by not giving them that you're setting up someone for failure for sure but i think it might be time to wrap up a little bit uh but we always uh, we always just want to say you know you're not alone if you feel anything if you if you resonate anything that we've said um yeah we've all even if you don't alone. have a diagnosis exactly <laughs> everybody has struggled in school in some way or form mm-hmm. with or without ADHD you might have a hard time sitting still during class you might feel embarrassed when you don't finish a project as quickly as your friends 
And so many of us go through that. And there is not something wrong with you because you went through that. You know, we talked about it today, that feeling of incompetence. Well, we're here to tell you that we all have that feeling and that we went through college, even though it might have been rough. We did it. I'm in the middle of it being real rough. And (laughs) you got to keep a positive attitude. And that's uh, what's been getting me through. So thank you so much for joining us. Please consider following us on social media. We have a Facebook group, which is... It's called, What Was I Saying? Question mark, Living with ADHD. And please feel free to ask for a member request. It's really easy. It's just like liking a page. You're not like signing your soul to anything. (laughs) Yeah. And then we also have a Twitter and Instagram, which has the handle, What underscore was I saying? And we tend to use the hashtag, What Was I Saying? ADHD for sharing information about the podcast and stuff like that so yes like i said thank you so much for uh listening in and joe thank you so much for being it's a been guest. a blast and a half thank you all so much for having me it was a lot of fun all right so thank you so much everyone this was what was i saying living with adhd